Hello, and welcome to 8 Minutes to Ageless, the podcast committed to teaching you the minimalistic approach to becoming bold and not old. On this 20-minute weekly podcast, you will learn how to care for your body and mind while spending the bare minimum amount of time to be successful. I know that life is full, so full that we tend to put our own needs on the back burner and in some cases are simply too confused to figure out what to do, so we do nothing. This podcast is designed to help you leave regrets behind and start caring for yourself no matter your age so you can grow older and like it, and I might say even love it. My name is Dr. Kelly Pearson, and I am the host of this podcast. I'm a practicing chiropractic physician and author of Eight Minutes to Ageless. Over the past 40 years, my patients have taught me so much about what not to do that I finally just had to get this book written and podcast started. But before we begin, I want to thank all of you who read my book and keep sending me inspiring comments that you're getting your life back. That makes all the difference and makes me smile. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Whatever time zone you're in, uh, let's get started. We have some fun stuff to talk about today. And the, the more time I spend thinking about this podcast, uh, the more excitement actually I experience recognizing all the messages that need to be shared, not just from my book, um, as that the book is really designed for the basics, which is absolutely where we all need to start, of course, but recognizing that after 40 years of practice, there's so many things zooming around in my head that are so obvious to me, but yet so not obvious to others and not part of their general thinking process. So today I want to talk about something that's interesting around forgiveness and and uh, and your body. <laughs> because if you're sitting there dealing with chronic pain of some sort, like just can't figure out why an area is still sore, maybe you've stretched it, you've strengthened it, you've then a lot of the things practitioners have recommended that you're still wound up in that area and, and you wake up with it and it feels better from time to time, but you know it's there, it's part of your existence. That might be a time for you to think about that part of your body specifically and to give it some grace and maybe even, even forgive it, forgive that part of your body for seemingly like it is a weak link when in fact, it's just an area that might not well yet be understood. And that's one of the reasons you're listening to this podcast to learn more and more about your body. But I promise you that if you can't take the time to sense where your body is holding that undue tension that doesn't quite go away, and you haven't thought about how you're constantly unconsciously thinking about that part of your body, maybe with some frustration or disdain or lack of hope, it really will get in the way of you recovering because forgiveness is critical, not only for ourselves, but for others. So for instance, let's say you were in a car accident and that quote unquote idiot who hit you is why you have this pain. And maybe the truth of the matter is that idiot who hit you was having a really horrible day and dealing with some bad news and not present, not conscious and shouldn't have been driving, but was, and they hit you. And that's actually one of the questions I, I ask my patients when they've been in a car accident, I'll say, did the person who hit you um, apologize? 
And it's interestingly, I, I've noted that when the answer is no, they didn't even get out of the car, I've never talked to them, blah, blah, blah. There's a holding on of energetic frustration in that part of the body, and they are apt to heal slower. Now, I haven't done a randomized controlled research trial on it, but after 40 years of practice, I can guarantee you that my experiences when people say, oh yeah, they felt terrible. They got out of the car and they were at my side and wanted to figure out what they could do to help me. That person typically has a greater chance of quicker recovery. Now, why is that? Well, because I believe the constant thinking that we have that's directed to parts of our body that are in pain influences our physiology. And the mechanism by which that happens is multiple and many, but most common way is through the autonomic nervous system. Well, some of you may know that we have a central nervous system that controls all the things we're consciously up to, but then we have an autonomic nervous system that thankfully controls all the things we don't know that we're up to, like controlling our blood rate, our heart rate, controlling how much oxygen we're, we're pulling in through our lungs, uh, controlling the amount of hormones that we're releasing to deal with the stress in the body, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And the autonomic nervous system has two branches, the sympathetic nervous system and the parasympathetic. And they have opposite yin, yin and yang type of functions. The sympathetic nervous system prepares you for um, the, the stress of life. It, it's controlling blood flow to areas and it is our fight or flight mechanism when something difficult happens we're ready to respond quickly whereas the parasympathetic nervous system is more for our downtime when we're just hanging out and digesting food and being gentle and soft with ourselves. so depending upon how you live your life you may be a 50 50 kind of person where you spend equal time and where both systems get to participate but sadly in this country many many countries i would i would surmise that Many of us are stuck in the hyperactivity of the central nervous system, which keeps us our muscles tight, which subsequently reduces blood flow to parts of our body. And when blood flow is limited, it also influences nerve, nervous system flow because there's something called vasovasorum, which is the tiny little blood vessels that are wrapped around every single nerve. And when our, when our blood flow is constricted because we're uptight, we're, we're waiting for the next shoe to drop, you have decreased blood flow. And when you have decreased blood flow, you have decreased nervous system intelligence and, and uh, expression. And so if you haven't taken the time to slow down and say, whoa, I, I guess I never, I, I guess I really am pissed off about that part of my body that's always not there for me and it always fails me and I can expect it to hurt every morning. Maybe you need to stop and give it some grace and just be present with it. And I'm going to give you a, I'm going to give you a, something to try to see if you can feel where that part of the body is. And it's relegated to something called Feldenkrais. Feldenkrais, Moshe Feldenkrais was a practitioner that really understood the value of being present with your body to help unwind pathology and you yourself having the ability to let go. You know, I've always been a fan of that concept let go and let God. Um, and really the Feldenkrais work, there are practitioners certified in this work, that's F-E-L-D-E-N-K-R-A-I-S, that can help you kind of um, get to uh, unwind the, the myofascial tension in your body 
through learning how to breathe and move your body and, and find positions of relief and release. But if you were to lay on your back right now, and if you can't think about it, um, sit back in your chair, put your feet flat on, flat on the ground, put your arms to your side. If you have armrests, use those, close your eyes and let your head try to come over your shoulders to the degree possible. But better yet, lay it on the ground. Um, just do a, a summary in your mind's eye of where you feel most of the holding, most of the tension. And note if once you find that, maybe it's the right butt cheek, or maybe it's your right pec muscle in the front of your chest, or maybe it's your right biceps not letting your shoulder drop down, or wherever it is. What if you just pay attention to that area and forgive it to, to give it some space, to give it some relaxation, to forgive it, it and so it can let go of its tension and reactionary response to your autonomic nervous system. You might experience a pulsing in the area, a releasing, a letting go, a softening. Who knows, your body is much more intelligent than I can describe. But just paying attention to how you feel about that part of the body, like I just hate my back or so I'm so done with my calf pain or whatever the case might be. Trust me, you are, you're a thinking human being and your thoughts influence matter. Um, that, that expression mind over matter, it doesn't come from nowhere. The mind influences matter. Matter of fact, when we are thinking in our mind, we're actually mattering. <laughs> if you can think of mattering as a verb of creating physicality, your mind matters. And so recognizing where you are mad at your body, where you've not forgiven your body, and where you haven't forgiven somebody else for hurting you. Maybe that person that sexually abused you is why your pelvic diaphragm is tight, that constantly pulls on your sacroiliac joint, irritating the fifth lumbar disc, causing the leg pain. I don't know, but you do. So taking the time to, to know, taking that time to touch base and forgive that part of your body is, is really, really important. And I, I think can lend itself to further investigation. And so if you're a person who meditates or pray, prays, um, I, I call meditation listening and prayer talking, both are critical in, in a two-way conversation. But if you can explore some of that, you might be surprised as to where this initial tension came from. And if you can start to pay attention to that, you can start to let go of that. Um, I can't tell you the number of people who, when I've started working on a part of their body that has been holding the emotion around that trauma, that emotion might be expressed. It might be tears, it might be sadness. It might be a, rec a, rec a recognition, if you will, that oh my gosh, I didn't know I was holding so much angst here. Or when I finally start working on somebody's upper trapezius muscle and for the first time they take a deep breath, like really take a deep breath in and out, letting go of the tension that's been in that area. And then the goal is not just to do it once. I mean, the goal is now to create a habit 
greater than the habit you've had of unconsciously being tense in that area, of creating the habit, recognizing that once you maybe take that first deep breath in and out, or once you release those tears around that part of the body that was insulted by another human being, that that is something that you need to spend a little time releasing, letting go, forgiving, thinking about, journaling, talking to your best friend, you know, make, make it real. And to, to make those, those unconscious, very deep down thoughts more manifest. I loved Mr. Rogers' movie. I watched it this past year and he said something quite profound. I think the most profound component of the movie. And that was, for those of you who have not seen it, Mr. Rogers is sitting around the bedside of a grandfather who's dying and the family members are all assembled nearby as well, but not talking about what's happening. They're not talking about the fear that this man might have of dying. They're not talking about the fact that he's even dying. They're talking about the Knicks game or they're talking about the weather or they're talking about their, their, their daughter or son and troubles they're having with their kids. And somehow Mr. Rogers was invited to this home and was sitting there quietly observing as only Mr. Rogers can. And then he mentions, you know what, maybe we should, maybe we should talk about what's going on here. Maybe we should pay attention to the thoughts that this person is having your father uh, as it relates to his health and what he might be feeling as it relates to the possibility of dying. And then he said the most profound thing, because what is mentionable is manageable. And so I think it's really important that once we get clear about something we are aware of in our bodies and we've elected to forgive it or create a new habit to breathe into it or release or to include it in our prayers to have more clarity come around how to let it go than to share it out loud or with others or in writing makes it manageable. Because what's so frustrating is thinking the same thought over and over and over and over and over about this incessant pain you have not knowing how to break it. So actually having the boldness to speak out is really, really um, thought provoking and thoughts can change your matter. Thought the mind can change the body first we have to get present. So I hope this was helpful. And um, for any of you who are interested uh, looking at Feldenkrais practitioners to get you more present to your body, you can look that up online, feldenkrais.com and find practitioners who are certified in your areas. Really fabulous and gentle work. So that's what I got for you today. I hope you guys have a, a beautiful day. And um, it's always my pleasure to share some of my thoughts with you. Have a great one. In keeping with my minimalistic approach to life, I keep this podcast short and only add the most critical points, not adding fluff. So for today, we are done, but I hope you will do a few minutes of the good stuff we talked about. If you have not picked up the book, you can get it on Amazon. The website, 8minutestoageless.org, will have the show notes and any videos that I mentioned on this podcast. 
I thank you for spending your precious 20 minutes with me. And as always, you can reach out and contact me via the website. Remember, one day at a time, you are getting bolder and not older. I look forward to seeing you next week.